What's up, guys? It's Little D from FMF. When I'm not mixing gas and hauling ass, I'm listening to Big MX Radio. Hey, guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella here. You're listening to Big MX Radio. But when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO project, mfceo.com. I got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. I've got everything you need to know about getting shit done, and we can do it together. started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Fly Racing USA, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. W Wheels USA, Moto Ice Wrap, and Maxima USA make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop. On Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Big MX Radio podcast show brought to you by FMF. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, and with me on the line, a guy that uh, probably doesn't have much use for an FMF system, especially this last weekend, and we'll get into that a little bit <laughs> later. Uh, he is Nate the Destroyer Adams. Nate, how's it going? Good. How are you, Brad? Hey, anytime that I have freestyle motocross royalty on the phone uh i uh I, i'm pretty pumped about it and uh you're you're a very uh, nice well-spoken young man on top of that so uh it's 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 always a pleasure to have you on nate all right on well well thanks again yeah stoked to be on man so what do we got man what are we talking about today is it dirt bikes mostly think? dirt bikes i'm not too sure if you're aware but just this past <laughs> weekend only two days removed from uh, the biggest event of the year. And uh, for those who are looking for a, uh, a full-length, uh, kind of like minute-by-minute minute, uh, account of your uh, your career up until about, I think it was about a year and a half ago that we first had you on, I think you had just had uh, your twins. So whenever that was, I think they've got to be about a year and a half old. Yes, no? Yeah, they just turned uh, two in April. There you so, go. Yeah, they're... Time is flying, man. It's it's crazy what they say. They grow up way too fast. It's it's nuts. Even just the four days I was gone for X Games, I come back and they're they're I can tell they're a little taller. You don't see the change when you're here every day, but they're a yep. little taller. They're saying new words. Just four days, you know, I've I've missed things. So uh, yeah, yeah. It's being a dad's crazy. It's it's a lot of fun and it uh, just yeah. It's it's I can't even explain it, man. It's uh becoming a dad has been been a awesome and a fun and and uh lots of uh lack of sleep but uh, it's been yeah. a great experience so i it's getting harder every time i can leave them it gets harder nowadays so for sure now, obviously uh getting thrown in the mix with two of them right off the bat is no uh no <laughs> small order but uh, i think it's really cool how you're able to share your skills and your your uh um your talents with your kids often uh there's tons of video of uh of those two uh hanging out uh at your place where you're, you're doing some tricks and uh like uh, you get off the bike check in with them for a second and then you go out and uh do a backflip or backflip <laughs> lazy boy or something like that and, and those kids are pretty pretty used to dad getting upside down on a motorcycle by now and they're only two totally yeah we uh we take them uh 
me and my wife will take them out riding with me and and I just getting them used to being around bikes and and seeing if they take interest to it and you know it's just it, to them it's just kind of what what dad does you know so yeah um and uh you know you know you mentioned not needing the, uh, the exhaust but with my uh electric my Alta Motors electric bike it's cool you know it uh kind of brings like that mountain bike ride feel okay to a dirt bike to a freestyle session because I can just talk to you. You know, as long as you don't have your bike running or, you know, like my kids, I ride by them and, hey, you know, Ty and Hyde, did you see that one? And they'll say, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, <laughs> and I can just talk to them as I ride by. And, and uh, it's just a lot of fun. I, I I ride by and say, high five, high five. They put up a hand. I give them a high five. I'll say, hey, watch this whip. And, you know, just I basically have a conversation with them while I'm riding. And uh, it's a lot of fun. So never thought I'd, I'd be doing it. But, um, man, it, it's so much fun. And they're actually just starting to. I'd say maybe in the last couple of months really take interest in, in their own bicycles. Yeah. Actually, uh, Barry, no- Barry Noble's a uh, pro BMX rider, a uh, buddy of mine hooked me up with a couple Strider bikes from his bike sponsor. And there you go. And, uh, my boys just a couple of weeks ago, all of a sudden, I mean, they, in the past, they'd pick them up, ride them for a minute, literally like a minute or two and put it down and run back over to their dump truck or whatever, you know, and start playing, keep playing with that. But, now, like, they want to go on a bike ride. They want to go ride around the neighborhood, ride up to the park on their striders. So it's uh, it's warm in my heart, Brad. That's all I'm saying. It's, I've Absolutely. been waiting for this moment for a while, so for a couple of years now. So Yeah, yeah. no, it's uh, you, can, you can hear the passion for two wheels in your voice when you're talking about it, especially with the, your, your youngsters, and that's uh, awesome to hear. Um, I can only imagine the, uh, the, the shaft drive 50cc 4-6 uh, to six class at Loretta Lynn's is bacon, beckoning your call in about two <laughs> years' time. Um, yeah, like basically, I think that's going to have to be your main focus uh, go, looking forward. Well, you know, it's, uh, I've already decided, like my dad didn't put any pressure on me mm-hmm. to ride or race or do freestyle or anything. And my dad still rides. He, he's, uh, planning his yearly trip up to what well, they've been going to for like 12 years to Colorado, him and like 10 of his buddies for like 10 days. And, and they rough it, dude. They, those guys, I mean, I mean, I'm talking about a bunch of older guys, guys in their forties, fifties and sixties, actually a couple in their seventies, but man, I've gone yeah. on the rides with them. And they'll, they'll, you'll be dragging knuckles at the end of the day, dude. And they ride 10, 10, 12, or travel day there and back one day each and 10 days straight. They're logging miles in the mountains and, uh, it's gnarly stuff. But, but anyway, yeah, it's, uh, my dad still rides all the time, but never put one bit of pressure on me. When we go race, if I got, if I got last, he would, as long as I tried my best and didn't waste his time and money, you know, he was pumped. So, um, and that's what I the approach I'm taking with my boys is just if they have no interest in it, that's fine. Um, but if they're interested in it, obviously, you know, that's cool with me. It's what I love. It's what I totally. made my life about. And it's what I know the most of. So, you know, as a dad, like <clears throat> you want to know things about what your kids are into. You know, you want to have some knowledge there. And if they want to be into BMX or mountain bike or motocross or whatever, I mean, that's obviously just right on. You know, that's right up my alley. So. For but sure. I will let them know a life of uh, making a life living on a dirt bike. There's uh, there's going to be some injuries, buddy. So I'm just oh, going to yeah. be honest with them, mm-hmm. but let them make their own decisions. You know. 
Oh, for sure. Uh, like uh, a life on two wheels, a life behind bars, sometimes they say, uh, can result <laughs> and always does result in, in uh, getting nicked up. You don't push yourself on a dirt bike without hitting the ground a, f- a couple of times. But uh, uh, maybe uh, with uh, some, some guidance from you, maybe they're able to avoid that a little bit more than, say, your average. Uh, like maybe uh, an instruction from, from you as a father might be a little bit more successful than uh, my dad teaching me how to ride a dirt bike because about two years into riding, I think I was already faster than he was, uh, so there wasn't a ton that he had to offer. But he, what he did was uh, be able to uh, just like your your dad, take me to the track, whether it was dead last, whether it was mid pack, whether it was something in between. Uh, as long as the thing came back on two wheels and, uh, and and we were leaving the place safe, he was happy about it. And I, honestly, I, I attribute that's why I'm still around riding today. I, there's so many riders whose dads were hard on them and they eventually mm. just started to just yeah. resent the sport, resent uh, the relationship, the, the association they had with motocross was always a negative one because they were never fast enough. They were never putting in enough work. But uh, to my dad, as long as, uh, as long as I had a smile on my face uh, while we were there, that's why we we're going to continue going. So, uh, and, and, and here we are today, uh, a number of X games, gold medals along the way. And uh, me, uh, a 500 podcasts uh, deep and uh, still loving it. <laughs> It should be about fun, man. I see a lot of that happening, and and I mean it's serious. It's serious business. And some dad, some parents are, you know, refinancing the house to be able to afford their kids' racing program. So I get it. There's sometimes there's a lot of pressure and a lot on the line. But right, I just wouldn't get to that. I just, I would never get to that point where I'm refinancing my house to support my kids' racing. You know, if you like my dad said, if if you want to do that, if you want to, you know, have four bikes, two practice bikes, and and, you know, two race bikes and, you know, live out of your van and, and chase the dream and try to make it happen. You can do that. When you turn 18, you can go do that. You have my blessing, son, but I'm not <laughs> selling the house and living out of a motorhome so you can go chase your dream. And that was, you know, something I knew from a young age. And and, uh, and when that's a fact to you as a young age, you know, you got to work for it. And I believe, uh, I believe part of it just my dad always keeping it fun. And never, never coming from my dad, the responsibility of like looking at it as a job or anything like that. I did that to myself and, and enjoyed it, you know, making it my living. But uh, I'll take the same approach with my kids. And I'm just thankful my dad always kept it fun because, yeah, here I am, mid-30s now, 34, and I still love it. I don't resent the sport. I don't resent my dad for, you know, doing anything like that. And I feel bad for those kids that are in that moto dad or moto parent situation because, man, it's it's just quiet. I mean, it's like 99.9% sure that kid's going to hate the sport one day and just walk away from it when he could have had fun riding till he was in his sixties or seventies, you know, anyway, just sad. So totally. Oh, well, wow. we both had, we both had good fun, loving dads, you know, absolutely. It's all that good foundation that you need to have uh, love for the sport. But uh, Nate, this last weekend X games, we've seen you on a two stroke. Mm-hmm. We've seen you on a four stroke. Uh, and now we've seen you compete on Alta Motors, uh, electric motorcycle. Uh, it was nice and quiet when you're uh, throwing that things all kinds of sideways. <laughs> um, but uh, tell us a little bit about the weekend, how it unfolded, the decision to go to uh, go to the event on the Alta, being basically the first to ever compete on it, which is like just a huge feather in your cap, uh, just to, to take on that challenge. Um, talk to that a little bit, and maybe some of the the adjustments that you needed to make. Um, to, to switching to that machine because, uh, like I said, you've been mixing gas, hauling ass. You've been uh, using the, the 450 <laughs> Boost over the years. Uh, it's a whole other ball game when you go electric. Oh, totally. And I just like the first thing right off the bat here, it makes noise. 
It does it's make a not little noise. Quiet. It, it makes noise. I mean, I you know, people from the stands, maybe not on TV at X Games, maybe you couldn't hear it, but a lot of comments under my post, especially on you know Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, people are well, you know, I, how would I judge jumps? Like, how would I? Other freestyle riders, other pro riders, even like like I, I've always used the revs of my motor, or you know, some type of motor noise to judge distance of a jump, or not even just jumping, but other things as well. And and that's my response. It does make noise. If you if I lined up on you know local race here to go race you know 450 or 250 pro, when the revs went up on the gate, I wouldn't hear my bike. <laughs> but as soon as that gate drops and you get, you know, you're just not immediately around 39 other riders, you'll hear your bike. I can hear my bike at the ramp every time at X Games, during Nitro Circus shows, all that stuff. It makes noise. Not enough to, you know, piss the neighbors off. That's still a, a positive attribute about that. And especially in freestyle, a lot of people at the top of the sport have a, you know, a personal course on a few acres, but do live around other, other houses and, and, uh, you know, if, if some someone's house is, you know, you're on two acres of property, which isn't very much, the next house over, you know, they either won't hear you or it'll be so minimal, they won't be mad at you for riding your dirt bike. So, but just wanted to say that right off the bat, it does sure. make noise. If you're out riding, you absolutely hear the hear. It sounds like a like a big RC car. Yeah, and you can hear the say. line of the motor. You you can know where where you're at and the power and the revs and all that. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to de- debunk that. That that's a myth. I, I I was actually just uh, actually just replied to Mike Mason on my Instagram just a few <laughs> minutes ago. You said I don't know if I'd ride a bike that I can't hear, but you can hear it. So that if people are telling you you can't hear it, that's, that's a lie. Fair enough. Well, uh, good to know that you can hear it. And yeah, like it, it just it sounds like uh, an RC car, like very very much similar to and uh, mostly uh, like like with that, like you can kind of like anyone who's ever, ever driven one, like you can find like kind of the meat of what you'd call a power band for that particular uh, bike, and you totally. can also you can tell when it's when it's uh, when it's wide open, so you can hear it. And uh, and you kind of likened it to uh, to a mountain bike feel. Um, like how, how like when did you first get on the Alta? Maybe I guess before we talk about performing on this thing, how did you switch to it? What needed to be done uh, to get used to riding that bike? Uh, because uh, obviously now, after being, I think you've been on it for over a year, uh, you mu- you must be very uh, comfortable on that machine. Yeah, totally. And I am getting comfortable. And I feel like every time I ride it, I get more comfortable. I'm still not adapting, but still, I'm still getting better as a rider. And I'm just doing it on an electric dirt bike now. But I actually uh, got my bike from Alta last September. So about ten, nine and a half, ten months now, I think I've been on the bike. But um, it was about a year ago that I rode it for the first time. And I had been seeing them on social media, people riding them. Josh Hill had one for a little right. bit, was doing some cool stuff. And, and I thought, wow, that thing is, like, legit. That thing looks not any, not with any other electric bike I've ever seen. It's kind of janky, you know, and cheap. And they, they just weren't – you could tell right off the bat, I'm sure. You looked at it, and you're like, nah, that thing's not it. <laughs> and uh, when I started seeing the Alta Motors bikes on social media and little video edits, I was thinking, man, those things look legit randomly got a call from them one day or an email rather and uh they said well we'd like to you know bring a bike down to you and and let you ride it for a couple hours and, and tell us what you think and and i was pretty much like well okay but the only i mean to, for me to do what i do i gotta have my bars on it some flip levers i need to have suspension set up by enzo racing my spec and they said okay Ultimotors is like okay i really didn't expect to get that reply I'm like, oh, well sweet well 
let's meet at my local ride spot on this date. And and uh, they did. They brought the bike down, ready to go. My graphics kit on it, suspension, bars. They like set the bike up for me. Oh. Cat- it totally catered to me. And uh, I rode the bike at a uh, Ronnie Fice uh, compound and rode the, his Supercross track for about 20 minutes. Um, it did feel a little different at first, but I could tell it was it, the bike is legit. Um, and probably 10 minutes on the track, I was doing every, you know, tripling out of the corners, blitzing the whoops, doing everything I did on my 450 every time I rode it, Ronnie Fice house, which is my, literally it's, 12 minute drive from my house. I, that was my, that was my spot to ride before Ronnie uh, recently moved to Kansas. But anyway, um, I'd say about a half hour or 45 minutes on the bike, started hitting the ramps, um, started doing tricks, uh, you know, double knacks, knack knacks, little Superman didn't flip it. Uh, it's that I really took my time. I was, I was, uh, you know, had recently, you know, my boys had just turned one a little bit before. And I started, I've been thinking differently uh, since I've been a daddy. I don't really just huck things anymore or, I'll take my time and kind of think it through, but I'd say probably my fifth or sixth ride day of riding on the bike, I started flipping it. And, um, and then all the, all my flip tricks soon followed. So, I mean, there is a bit of an adjustment period, but I mean, half an hour on the bike and I was, I turned the corner and I was going at the ramp and I'm like, just go the back of my head said, just go. And I just went and I, of course, greased, you know, landed in the middle of the landing, greased it. And so there's a, I mean, there's a little bit of things to get used to. There's not as much noise. You'll hear a little more chain slap and things like that. So the experience is just a little different. You can talk to people and, uh, but the learning curve was very minimal. And and that's one thing I try to stress to people is uh, that are thinking about getting one, or if people are thinking about it, I'd say, well, book a demo ride, go to altamotors.co and just book a demo ride. And, and literally everyone I've told that to on social media comes back and says, I did, the bike was awesome. <laughs> so they're really legit. The, the, the learning curve, the, the adaptability there is very easy. So, I mean, for me, I wouldn't have sold all my 450s or I have still have one of the five left to sell. But um, if the bike wasn't legit, I wouldn't have sold all my gas-powered bikes and be sticking to an Altimotors electric bike. So they're sweet. They're fun. It's, uh, for me, you know, being on two strokes my whole life till 27 and then from 27 to 33 on four fifties. And now, you know, going on a year of, uh, being on an electric bike, it's just a fun switch up for me. And, and like, why not be at the tip of the, the progression, the change, you know? So I just see it as a positive, it's a positive thing for me. It's fun for me, a fun switch. The bikes are legit. They're not, you know, everything I did on my four fifties, I do on my Alpha motors. It's not holding me back one bit. And, uh, you know, I'm backed by a bike brand. It's, it's fun for me. It's been nothing but a positive change. Oh, for sure. And on top of that, um, like most freestyle jumps are are meant to send you up, not necessarily long. So, it, like as far as the like the needing that 450 grunt to get these jumps, uh, unless you're uh, looking at a, a like a a dirt to dirt lip over 200 feet, I don't think that this thing uh, is going to come up short by any means, as far as the the, the power plant's concerned. And um, with the lower center of gravity and a little bit more weight down low, that probably sounds like something that would flip a little bit easier because the the initial set is probably a lot easier to to get and then to control it on its way through. Yeah, and you know, it's um, in some ways, I'd say it's as fast or maybe even a little faster or grunnier than a 450 in other ways not so much overall now that i've ridden the bike for close to a year uh, i would compare it to a 350 
if I was gonna if I was gonna tell you, Brad, hop on this thing and just trust it, hit your ramp, do your tricks, go moto. Right. You and you say, well, what do you compare it to? I would say my true honest opinion is a four fifty or excuse me, a three fifty because um, there's just been in some situations where um, a four fifty, like especially out of a tight corner going to a ramp, a four fifty will kind of just like tractor along and chug a little harder and. Uh, and it's not that the Alter Motors doesn't, but the 450 just has a little more. So that's mm-hmm. why I, I, I uh, compare it to a 350. But literally, I mean, the big dirt jumps out at Fitz, Jimmy Fitzpatrick's house, like I hit him on my Alta. I mean, it's not lacking uh, low low end grunt, high speed, just overall mile per hour speed. Uh, there's just really, I don't think it's really at a disadvantage. I mean, if you consider, you know, Someone like Taka, he gets, you know, riding a two-stroke and freestyle. If you consider that a disadvantage, then, you know, maybe, you know, you might call the Alta a disadvantage. But for me, it's 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 not a disadvantage at all. I mean, the, the ramp we were hitting uh, this past weekend in Best Whip was directly out of a corner to where even the guys on the 450s were saying, oh, that ramp, they, you know, the, the corner's tight to the ramp, but I made it fine on my on my Alta. So, um, and, you know, top speed, it, it might beat a 450 i don't know I, i've never done a drag race but man with, <laughs> with no no shifting needed no you know it's just it's just body positioning and being set up you know for the jump or the corner or whatever you're going at and it's just twist and go so a lot of advantages it might beat a 450 on a motocross start like a long straightaway like glen helen or something because there's no shifting or clutching or anything it's just twist and go yeah, as long as you're you're hooking up right off the hop, it, it, you're you're gonna have that uh, that pull all the way through uh, till there is no more. Um, so when it comes to whipping the motorcycle, uh, I, like, was there any uh, type of uh, adjustment for you? Like, uh, is there anywhere that you feel like you, you can get this thing more twisted than you could a 450, or uh, is there something that maybe it's is it still to the point where you might be able to get uh, get it a little bit more upside down on a 450? Where's that at? Um, you know what? I'd say it's exactly the same. Okay. Again, there's a little bit different feel to it because, you know, there's no, no piston in the motor, you know, that, that we've just always ridden those bikes our whole life, two right. or four stroke. There's moving motor port parts and that creates, uh, like some inertia or some, some, I don't know how to explain it, but the Alta does have, I don't want to say a mountain bike feel, but I have no other word for it. So a slightly, there's like a little bit of mountain bike feel when you jump a mountain bike into the air, you know, okay. a little bit of that added into how a dirt bike feels. So just kind of maybe try to imagine meshing those two feels together. And that's kind of what the Alta whips like, but there's nothing that would keep, you know, my whips are, are my whips and, you know, Beerman and <laughs> Wanky and, and Jared McNeil. Those guys are, are, have always been just better than the average rider. Axel Hodges than, than, uh, who can whip those guys can just crank whip so me you know not having as big of a whip as those guys isn't because i'm on an alta motors bike it's just because i don't have if i was on a 450 last weekend they would have been the same whips you know yeah. so um there's nothing that the bike can't do that a 450 or a 250 or a 350 or a 125 can do it's just uh you know that was operator error <laughs> you know but <laughs> my whips are my whips but but no there's nothing that that bike can't do that, that, uh, you know, a gas powered bike can do. 
So from, from that standpoint, I, I got to imagine that knowing that you're not held back by the bike whatsoever, it must have been a huge point of pride for you to be able to take it into competition for the very first time and, uh, and, show, and, and show your stuff on it, man. Like uh, You've been at this for, I believe, 17 uh, X Games, and, and this your first year on the, uh, the electric bike. Um, like uh, Leaving uh, on Sunday, how did you feel about your performances? And, uh, and and basically the like based your uh, like you, you've been like you've been at this for a long time and you know uh, you kind of know how things went uh, once the checkered flag flies or once the final uh, horn goes for a timed event. Yeah, and I, I left Sunday feeling great, and I'm you know I'm 34. I started riding X Games when I was 17, and and I kind of you know. I don't know who I am to other people, but I look at other sports and, you know, Kevin Robinson, God rest his soul, but maybe I'm like the Kevin Robinson or, you know, FMX or the Bob Burnquist or, you know, I, I'm just happy to be, I know a lot of people say that I'm just happy to be here, but when you get to my age and you still love the sport, but man, the young guys are turning it up and, you know, basically I'm, I'm just happy to be here. I, I, like I said, I'm only going to push it so hard and endanger myself so much for, the benefit of my family, you know, um, when it comes to a time where I just can't hang anymore or I just say, this is too dangerous. I'm going to hang it up so I can find another way to make money and, you know, provide for my family. But for me to, you know, to at 34 be still in the game, you know, X games used to have a, uh, when I first rode X games, my first two years, you had to qualify for it. If you didn't get a medal the year before you had to ride a group of uh, FMX contests that would gain new points to get into X games. And now it's, uh, you know, all invite only and managed by a board of, uh, you know, uh, people who are heavily involved in, 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 in the action sports industry. And I got, I keep getting invites every year and I'm, I take it as a huge compliment and honor to be, you know, nearly mid thirties and, and still getting an invite. So, um, for me, I'm just having fun with it, and and I was, you know, Brad, I was getting a lot of that this weekend. Oh, you're riding the Ultima Motors? This I thought you'd be on your 450. I'm like, I've been riding this thing for almost a year. Like, why wouldn't I be on that? <laughs> like, why why would I not bring it here? It's it's my bike. This, I'm not riding 450s anymore. I'm only riding Ultima Motors Redshift. So, for me, it was a no brainer that I was going to ride my Alta at X Games. That, that that's the only bike I ride anymore. You know, so, um, and you know. Like I said, to be involved with a company that, that sees me as value, you know, they value me and what I can do for them. And I, of course, you know, am pumped that I rode the first Alta and X Games and, you know, got it on TV and, and showed that this bike can compete on the top level. Um, where I finish is where I finish. And I think I, you know, ran out of talent or whatever you want to call it. But that bike is 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 competitive on any level of, of motocross supercross any two-wheel dirt bike sport whether it's enduro cross or you know supermoto stuff or what enduro desert racing and that bike is is absolutely capable of any other whatever any other bike brand can do oh, absolutely uh, the the we've seen it in uh, straight rhythm and uh, i think it's actually mm. been, been raced to uh, a podium finish at uh at Mammoth uh, in the last little bit. So in the right hands, uh, it, it can definitely uh, uh, show, show uh, its, 
its potential. Obviously, uh, like if I jump on, it's not going to go very fast. Somebody else jumps on, it's a whole lot faster. <laughs> the, the, the lap times are going to drop. Uh, I think that was evidently clear. Uh, different scenario, but uh, I myself have never won uh, a race locally. Uh, but uh, Jimmy Dakotas came and ran my 2005 KX 252 stroke uh, to six straight moto wins in the pro class here. Uh, so clearly, it was not the technology that was holding me back in that scenario. <laughs> Uh, as, as Jimmy, Jimmy was, was Jimmy was flying on that 05, huh? Oh yeah, I think uh, it's, uh, that was a little bit disheartening. I thought maybe it was the bike's problem, but uh, apparently it was totally me. But uh, um, that's, that's neither here nor there. Um, this last week, this last year, the uh, well, this just last last weekend, X Games, the uh, the best whip. For the first time, was 100% judged. We've seen um, Twitter votes. We've seen a ton of different ways to kind of dissect this particular um, this event. We've seen. I also seen a ton of different events come and go as far as Moto is concerned in the X Games. Uh, what were your thoughts on it this year? To have it a complete judged event, and uh, and, and 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 would you like to see that continue in the in the future? I think that's the way. That's the best way to do it. I mean, have a panel of judges that are either involved in the sport, guys that are injured currently, or ex-pro freestylers who had a successful career. You know, you can't just pull some random Joe Schmo out of the woodwork who has a ramp in his backyard. But all the judges were good judges. And this is, you know, X Games is the biggest event of the year for a lot of us. And it's it's just too wishy-washy to leave it up to a Twitter vote. You know, there's too many, there's so many ways to, some guys have a bigger following and are friends with, you know, some celebrities and all they do is ask their celebrity friend to retweet their tweets and it's over. The contest is won. Just a popularity contest. Right. So, a lot of, you know, we all put a lot of work, a lot of training, a lot of hours and money into getting to X Games and to have it go up to a Twitter vote. And I, it's not right. So panel, it was right. They did it right this year. X Games did just straight, fully judged by a panel of judges and, and that's what it is. But I get what they were going with, with, you know, bringing Twitter into it and involving the fans. Cause that's what you want. You want the fans to feel like they're a part of it. And I think I honestly thought this year they were going to have it be judged. That's the official results, but I think they should do the Twitter thing and have it, you know, highlighted on TV is, you know, the fan fan vote. Right. And maybe even have a, you know, a, uh, it's like the people's have a, a little bit, yeah, like a people's champ. Like highlight that side of it. Well, you know, Jared McNeil won, but the people thought. Well, the people thought Jared McNeil won too. Imagine that, you know, or they thought Tyler Beerman won, or Wanky, or whoever it is, and and you know, keep that interaction because it is a lot of fun. And it, it, in the years past, you know, you know, communicating with fans and playing the whole Twitter game leading into best trick, it was. Now that I look back on it, it, it was kind of fun. It wasn't fun at the time because I'm like, oh my gosh, my position here is medal or no medal is, is left up to a social media contest. So yeah. um, now looking back on it, I, it is fun. And, and I get why X Games is doing that. And it was smart of them to do that. But it's too important for us guys. This is how we make our living. And this is it has to be judged. It just has to be done right. And it has to be judged. But I think next year they should judge the best whip and then have, like like you said, a people's champ voted by by Twitter. So, um, and to keep that interaction, keep the fans involved. Cause I, I think the fans really love it. 
For sure. Actually, that is uh, uh, basically a judging or a scoring that's being uh, involved this, this year's uh, Mr. Olympia uh, competition uh, in just uh, eight weeks' time uh, for the for it's obviously a bodybuilding, which is a completely judged sport. But they're also having a there's a Mr. Mr. Olympia, which is judged, and they're also going to be uh, a. a uh, Mr. Olympia People's Choice. So if you didn't uh, agree with the judges, or or even maybe if you did agree with the judges, uh, the, you might get a, a, a different outcome based on uh, the, the the involvement with the fans. And I feel like the fans maybe uh, a little bit more engaged that way, and then you also uh, you you get some different winners out there. And I think it's pretty cool. Totally, I, I don't think it's a bad idea at all. It's um, you know if that was going on when I was young. And I could have been involved in that and hopped on Twitter and, you know, voted for who I wanted or whatever. That would just be a fun interaction to, to be able to do. So not a bad idea, but it, the, the contest, no doubt, should be judged. Um, like I said, it's just too important to us athletes, that, that contest, to have it up to a, you know, a social media popularity contest. So, but yeah, bring the Twitter thing back. Just have it be, yeah, like you said, a people's champ thing or, or whatever. So, um, yeah, my opinion. For sure. Now, uh, so uh, you'd mentioned earlier, if at some point you see what these guys are doing and you're like, that's way too crazy, that's too dangerous, you have to step away. But I gotta get, uh, I gotta get your thoughts on uh, a, a run like Thomas Paget's uh, gold medal <laughs> run, double backflip, no hander, uh, that he's two different bike tricks, flip. bike flips, all kinds of like uh, body varials. Uh, I think he 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 did the uh, he did a rock solid in there uh, for the for us old school fans. I think that's a compulsory thing. They have to do an upright trick, correct? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think so, actually. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, well, I yeah. wasn't since I wasn't riding SMX this year. I didn't even attend the riders' meeting. Yeah, but uh, you know, I'm not sure. But <laughs> yeah, that was uh, I was surprised to see even him throw out a rock solid. I figured every every trick he did was going to be a flip or a spin or a twist or of some sort. But, but yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like Thomas Pages is, is on another level. And, uh, you know, Tommy, Tom's in his late twenties. And, and when I was there, I was, I was pushing the limits, uh, you know, of my time too. So, um, but just life changes, things, things are different. I've um, had a lot of injuries in my career and, and about five, four or five years ago, I just said, I, I can't keep doing this. I've, <laughs> I've got, uh, you know, extremely bad nerve damage in my left shoulder and left hip. I've, I've got scoliosis in my spine. I've got arthritis. I've broken my back, my neck, left femur, two rods in my left femur. I mean, the list goes on and on. And um, it's, I just had to finally, and it was hard to make a decision and just say, you know, I love this and I want to be able to do it for a long time, not a short time. So um, like we were talking about earlier about the whole moto dad thing, you know, I want to ride with my son, you know, I go on rides with my dad. My dad's 64 and I'm 34. Like, well, when I'm 64, I want to go on rides. 30 years to go, man. Yeah. And on the rate I was going with how many injuries and crashes I was having, trying to push, push myself and, and, and the limits of the sport, it was, uh, I just had to be real with myself and say, okay, well, you know, I don't want to be, you know, a wuss or something, but I just have to draw the line. I have to say, okay, these, this is what I'm willing to do. I'm willing to push this far and that's it. That's, that's where I'm willing to go with it. So, and, uh, since then the last four or five years, since I've decided that everything's been great, I, you know, haven't won as much as I used to, but, (laughs) but I'm still having fun and I'm still riding all the time and making a living on my bike. And, and, and that's all I want. You know, I want to be able to provide for my family and, and do what I love and, 
when the day, not if, but when the day comes that I'm just not relevant anymore, then that's when I uh, hang up the competition helmet and just am an ambassador for my sponsors and just ride for fun and, and, and you know, try to instill that into my boys. For sure. And thankfully, because you've uh, stayed healthy, uh, uh, a lot of fans worldwide have been able to uh, to enjoy your talents uh, in the form of uh, Nitro Circus. You you uh, you were here in Winnipeg, uh, actually two different nights. Uh, one got rained out and the other one was uh, rain delayed. <laughs> and then we were able to finally get that thing cracking. But uh, also uh, participating in one of the rounds or one of the events for the next level tour. Um like, uh, what part of uh, the riding do you really enjoy when it comes to traveling uh, w- with uh, your talents and doing shows like that? Stuff that's, uh, it's kind of like, it- it's-, it's a cool way to just demonstrate what you're able to do. And uh, in a lot of ways, I feel like uh, you riders are in a totally comfortable environment hitting ramps that are set up the same way every time and uh, doing the-, the tricks that you that are already in the bag, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean that's and when you look at it from a business standpoint, I mean that's what Nitro or X Games or any promoter or contest wants. I mean they don't. It's not about catering to us, and it has to be the exact same because it's not. It's not the exact same. Like that show in Winnipeg. Obviously, the first day is you know dumping buckets of rain, so we couldn't ride. But the second day, it really never stopped raining. I mean we're riding on rubber matting that's wet, ramps that are wet, a wooden landing that's wet. I mean, that will keep you on your toes, <laughs> even though the distance is, yeah, it's 75 feet, same distance the ramp's been for the last, you know, 10 weeks of tour or whatever, but right. we're riding at, you know, uh, I was on a gas-powered bike then, so you're riding at elevation, distance, distances are different, um, they bring in, you know, some guys have to, are flying home for a month break from tour, they bring in a new guy, well, the new guy, if you're behind the new guy in the trains, he goes either faster or slower than the guy you were behind for the last right. 10 weeks. So there's always adjustments being made. And, you know, like when the ramps are wet, like you can see it on everyone. Us riders get together and like, you know, hey, guys, it's we know what it is. So let's be on point today and let's get through this thing and all go home safe. You know, and it's uh, there's so many things I love, Brad, about riding and traveling. And a lot of these guys I've been riding and traveling with since I was a teenager and you really trust them and other guys only a few years, but you, you either build the trust and that rapport with that other rider, or if you don't, and a lot of riders feel the same about that rider, honestly, that rider doesn't stay around for that long. It's, it's kind of sucks. He can be a nice guy or whatever, but if he doesn't have the trust, if you can't trust going off the same ramp at the same time as that guy, then he ain't going to last long. And honestly, so there's just so many things that I love about it. It's the challenge, like riding on wet, a wet setup while it's raining not fun at the time but when it's done you feel like man i really buckled down focused and and got through that and it was you know that was fun i got a rush out of that and that really made me like use every every bit of skill i have on my bike to get through that show and and uh, just the people you meet uh even some of the times where it's the you know delayed flights and you're barely making it to your the contest or the event and gear bag got lost by the airline you know and it shows up last minute you know you i look back on those things over the last you know 15 years of riding in this sport and and those were some of the best times you know just the times that make you have to accept it for what it is or or just have to decide am i am i saying i'm not riding in these conditions or am i going to buckle down and, and man up and and be bigger than the situation and just all the good times and all the people i've met places i've been there's uh not just one thing I love the most, but it's just, it's been a lifestyle for me since I've been 
15 and traveling with my dad until I was 18 and then 18 going out on my own. And it's, um, it's just a part of me. I mean, if I'm at home for more than a couple of weeks, I kind of start to get stir crazy. I got to at least, you know, drive a few hours to go ride and spend a day or two out there. So it's just traveling and riding. is just a, a part of me. I don't think it'll ever leave me. Absolute. And we hope that it doesn't because uh, you're damn good at it. And uh, we, we love to watch you do it uh, because you genuinely seem to be having fun on uh, motorcycle. Uh, one thing that I look for in a lot of motocross athletes, uh, because it is, and it's weird that it's actually uh, sometimes, and all pro athletes, to be, to be honest, they seem to uh, go about their work. I not say uh, they, they have a hard time with it, but it's sometimes a little bit begrudgingly uh compared to uh like uh, what they're what they're doing for a living you seem to make being a professional rider fun and and that's really cool <laughs> like like there's a lot of guys that like they they, they make it seem like a job where you, you don't you 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 genuinely uh go out there and uh and absolutely get twisted on the motorcycle and make it look like it's uh, the funnest job in the world to have um what do you attribute that to as far as bringing uh the right uh kind of just like the the right mentality the right flavor when it comes to that well, well, thanks. First of all, I appreciate that. And, um, I really just loved it. I, I love the sport. I've, since I was a young, young boy, I, I don't remember wanting anything else than just to be a dirt bike rider. And, uh, you know, by the time I was 15, I was on that path and, uh, made it happen. And, and, and that's actually when people ask me kind of what my biggest accomplishment of my career is. And since I've gotten into my thirties and can look back on, you know, 15 plus years of riding, it's, it's making riding my living in my life and, and, uh, just seeing a lot of people come and go with injuries or, you know, get wrapped up into other things that distract them. And I'm just so thankful I didn't do those things. Um, I didn't let pills get to me whenever I had big injuries. I didn't let partying get to me whenever I got onto the scene and started making money, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I, there were some years in my twenties when, when I was really, you know, on top and making good money and, and, loving it and I wanted more I wanted to win 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 and all that's I trained that's all I ate I slept I drank it I ate it that's all I wanted was to compete I love to compete I love to travel I loved all those challenges we just talked about and back when freestyle had really gnarly courses like when you put eyes on the course for the first time you're like oh crap I'm mean, my heart rate goes up just looking at this massive course you know and and uh, I had that time i had those times of winning, you know, multiple rebel championships and do tour championships and X fighters events and all these things. And then, um, like I said, you know, the injuries came and, and, uh, I even lost my house. I, I was, you know, payment for my sponsors went down. I couldn't ride for, you know, nine months out of the year for about th three years straight. And just my life changed everything, everything changed. I lost my phone pit. I lost my house, lost my tractors and my, my course and, and I just had to say, okay, well, I don't want to quit riding and just, you know, say, oh, well, this is it. I got to, you know, go get life screwing me over. I got to go get a job, you know, have that attitude that I've heard so many other riders have. I wanted to keep riding and, and, and not give up. So I just decided, hey, this is, this is the level I'm at. This is what I'm willing to do. This is what I'm not willing to do. And, um, you know, I, I'm glad I'm, I'm pumped to say that or to hear someone like you say, you know, that you look at me and you see the fun I'm having because I really am. And I really had those years when I was training and all I wanted to do was win, win, win. And that was fun. I don't want to you know, make it sound like I wasn't having fun. That was fun. But uh, I've had that season of my life. And now it's just uh, 
the results do matter, but not as much as they used to. I, I want to be a role model for kids. I want to be a good dad to my boys and a good husband to my wife and, and other people that bring their kids to the event. I want them to know that I'm, I'm conscious of that. I, I, I want to be a good role model and I want to send a good positive message to, message to kids and adults. But, uh, you know, like I said, I had those times when it was winning was all that mattered. And, and if I got second, I was pissed. And, uh, now I just want to have fun. <laughs> I just want to have fun on my bike and, and ride for as long as I can and make it my living for as long as I can. And when it's done, then I'll happily hang up the competition helmet and then, uh, you know, go about my my uh, business riding for fun and teaching my boys how to ride. Teaching the boys how to ride and uh, would not That's be it. I would not be surprised to see uh, Nate the Destroyer Adams end up having to buckle down in about about five years time to uh, have his own road to Loretta's because you figured to yourself, well, <laughs> if uh, if Hudson is it's it's your one of your it's Hudson, right? Yeah, Travis and Hudson. Travis yeah. and Hudson. Travis and Hudson have both qualified Florettas. Uh, if I'm going to be there, I might as well race myself. And uh, <laughs> the 741 is blasted across uh, the uh, the red the, the redshift uh, number plates, and you put that thing in uh, in, in at Loretta's in about five years' time. I, I, I'm going to make that bold prediction right now. Okay, plus plus thirty five class. I like five it. Five years mm-hmm. that might be on the map for me, Brad. I'm not sure, but it might be. You're still gonna not have to beat. Uh, <laughs> you're still gonna have to beat uh, uh, Doug Dubach because I think he still rides the plus thirty five at sixty years he'll old. Still be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still be there. Um, but yeah, man, absolutely, and love to see it. Uh, whether you're uh, taking on a gnarly all dirt course at the two thousand and two Gravity Games. Or uh, entertaining people uh, at the the most recent uh, X Games aboard your Red Shift. Uh, it's a pleasure to, uh, to 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 see you do what you love to do, Nate. Thank you, Brad. I appreciate it, man. It's um, yeah, that's a huge compliment. Thank you. Awesome, buddy. Well, uh, do not hang up just yet for podcast sake. All right, let's uh, let's cut it off right there. Okay, sounds good, man. Yeah, if anybody, uh, are we still recording? Yes, of course. All right, cool. Yeah, if anyone you know, wants to keep up on me, follow me. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all three are at NateAdams741. So follow me and tag along. At NateAdams741 is where you can see the redshift going upside down just about every single day. Uh, th- yes, thank sir. you so much for coming on the show, my friend. All right, thanks for having me, Brad. Talk soon, man.